When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> oh, hey guys. Welcome to the Girl Techno Podcast. I am your host, Shani Sanders, of course. And today we have a special guest with us, Catherine McCord. She is the CEO and founder of Titan Management. And Titan Management is a premier national people organization. Uh-oh, did she is she back? Girl, it kicked me out. Okay. Not like me. Oh my god! Right in the middle of the intro. It's like no reject. Don't want those guests. Boop. I'm like I'm trying to introduce my guests, and it's just like I'm like, oh, what happened? It just happened. It's okay, you know. What okay. You know what? We're just gonna get started, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive in listen everyone that comes on the show i like to ask them this one question before we start is to give me the story behind the brand what inspired you to start titan management that's a great question actually thank you for, for asking so mm-hmm. i started titan because i saw a bunch of bs happening <laughs> out there i was working in recruiting i was working in hr and i was like i do not mm-hmm. like how these people are being treated this is not acceptable to me i need to do this better so i yes. out and i wanted a name with some strength so I went with with Titan and uh, you can actually, uh, you can, I don't think the audience can see the, the Kraken that's behind me. He is my master. Yes. Because uh, we're oh, yeah. Kraken on bias and, yes. and uh, poor hiring practices. So yeah, that's, that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Clash of the Titans. I love it. Okay. One of my favorites. <laughs> so was, let me ask you this. So was entrepreneurship always your goal? Or did you, like you say, you just saw that need and felt like, you know what, let me just try to start my own thing. Or did you always want to go into entrepreneurship, but you just didn't know where? So, so yes and no. So I, I was a very precocious little child and my mother worked, <laughs> worked in HR and uh, I started off, I would play convention and recruiting with her. I even fired my mother once. Like it was super, <laughs> like, <laughs> you fire mom. <laughs> I was super into this. And, uh, but I also started uh, selling shares, quote, quote, to companies that I supposedly, mm-hmm. when I was a child, like I was super into business early, early mm-hmm. on and even played business. And as I grew, I kind of always knew that's the direction I would go, but I just didn't know, you know, from where and all that. So then yeah. when, when that, you know, uh, when that problem arose and I saw it, I said, yeah, that's what I need to do. <laughs> No. Did you make the jump from full-time to full-time, from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur? Are you like, Hey, I'm going to just kind of toggle the line until I get there. No, that's not my Because I know that had to be, I know that had to be scary to do. You know, I think for, for a sane person, it would be. I I was just like, Oh, it'll be fine. Obviously. I'm just not going to worry about it. And it's not that there wasn't stress. It was 100% stress, but I was just super scared. 
Uh, that, that, mm. that, wasn't, that wasn't an emotion that I had, nor, like I said, I think normal sane people would, but, um, but I did not. And so I just, I just, that's part of my neurodiversity, which we're going to talk about here in a second, but I just yeah. kind of dove into it. And, and I love, I've loved it. Even, even on the crazy times, the hard times, I've loved every second of it. That is so good to just jump in and not even think about, oh yeah, it's not. Cause most people will think, oh, um, what if this doesn't work out? I need to keep that nine to five, but you just jump right in. It's like, oh, it's going to work out. Like, I'm not even going to worry about it. <laughs> I'll deal with what comes with it. <laughs> I think it comes, like, even when I was a kid, I always had this, this idea, like, you know, if, if somebody didn't like me or something, I was like, well, they're defective. Like they're, they're the problem. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm awesome. Like what, why would you bully me? I'm cool. Uh, exactly. So like it never occurred to me that things wouldn't work out or that I, I couldn't accomplish something. I had fantastic parents and, and they really instilled mm. a lot of confidence into me. Um, yes. And and that made such a difference. And having a powerful uh, mother who, you know, exuded mm. confidence all the time made a world of difference in, in my life. And then a father who just, I mean, he encouraged every turn, uh, every second. It was always like my, my cheerleader, you know, yeah, you can do this kind of thing. So it was, it was good support network too. And I was very privileged from that standpoint. To have that, that is, network. Listen, that is so awesome to have that confidence because I think that's what a lot of people lack today is confidence, which is because of that confidence, it stopped them from doing certain things. That fear comes in and it stopped them from pursuing maybe something they really want to do with their life, their yeah. passion, their goals, and their dreams. And it's sad because so many people, I guess it's like that dream deferred thing. You know what I mean? People just yeah. don't go after it because of lack of confidence or afraid of that it might not actually work out for them. So that's so cool that you, I think they were probably the first person that probably said, yeah, no, I just quit. I'm like, I'm done. That I've interviewed, that I've asked that question to. Because <laughs> a lot of people are like, yeah, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> and not to say that it's not, because I know it is. Because I'm still in full-time mode and I'm still podcasting. So I'm still kind of like on the line. But I think if the podcast gets to a level where I feel like, okay, it compensates for what I'm bringing, then I'll be like, okay, it's time to jump in full head on. <laughs> and, and I will say performance work is different than what I was doing too. So yeah. like, like, I, cause I know that too. I've, I've broke into that as well. And that is a very yeah. different ball game from, yes. <laughs> from starting a, a company. <laughs> yes, it is. So it's a lot of different more steps that need to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> so complicated. <laughs> what were some of your biggest challenges in starting your company? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I love that. So, I had to learn how I'd done sales before, but I had to learn how to mm -hmm. sell what I was doing. And that was mm -hmm. interesting. Turns out that the best, at least for me, the best way to sell what it is that I do, which is the people side of HR. So I, it's not yeah. just recruiting. It's, it's all the people side of HR, anything inclusion. We have classes, you know, all that mm -hmm. type of stuff, as well as, you know, actual consulting um, is, is to get out there and network at which I just happen to be really good. I, I'm can't, like, I don't like the phone sales. It's, I can close it on the phone, but that's just not really my yeah. thing. getting out there, letting people get to know me that mm -hmm. I can rock that I can do. Mm -hmm. And so it turns out that works. So it really behooved me <laughs> to, to have gone into this type of, of industry where it just so happens that that's a good way to sell. But the other thing was how to set up my website properly so that my message mm -hmm. is really clear. Um, because yeah. a lot of times you go to a company's website, you're like, what is this? I don't, yep. I don't understand what, yep. what in the world do you do <laughs> and, and what makes <laughs> you different and why do I care? You know, yeah. you have to kind of learn how to put all that, how to structure it. 
And here again, I, I use my networking skills to to get to know all the people that could help me. Um, and and I even tried to pay these people and they wouldn't let me, which was mm. super cool of them. Um, they would come That's really good. It is. And they would critique. And so, and but we all help each other, right? We kind of, I kind of yeah. have this really cool tribe. And, and so that's actually my biggest piece of advice to entrepreneurs or people who want to break into it, or even just a business, just anybody yeah. in business is is build your tribe, the people that will take care of you and put your interests first and mm-hmm. will prioritize you as a human and, and be there to support you. Those people are invaluable. They're it. Yeah. That, that's it. The humans are it. Like all this other nonsense, you can learn all that. That's easy. It's it's the humans and making those connections. That's what makes a difference in your, in your world. And I, I think that's so important because we live in such a digital world now where that human connection is kind of lacking. So to still have that and say, hey, I really build my um, my community by that, just that human connection. Yeah. You know, I think it's really good to say because we still need to interact with each other. Like we still need to pick up the phone and call each other sometime or meet up and see each other in person, go to events and actually network that way. That's how we used to do it back in the day. <laughs> we had to actually go and do like guerrilla, guerrilla marketing. You know what I mean? So it's like, get out there and meet people. Don't just depend on online only to, to sell your service or your product. I think that's a really good, that's and really I'm good advice. Introvert. I like that. And that shocks people. I'm an introvert mm-hmm. and, and I still get out there and I firmly believe in this stuff. But what I tell people is if it's not something that you're good at, I can fake it till I'm yeah. That's just kind of, oh yeah. Get oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, if I, but if you need help, what you do is you get a wingman or wingwoman. Right? Oh yeah. And you take mm-hmm. a wing person with you to kind of introduce you and then let you take mm-hmm. off and that, that works. But introverts, you can do it too. <laughs> oh, that's good to say. I'm glad you said that because they do. They needed that encouragement <laughs> because you want to go on. You want, exactly. Exactly. I do too. Because even like you said, with the whole sales thing, some people I think are afraid of sales because you don't want to come off as, I don't know, people don't want to come off as sleazy sales kind of people. You're consistently yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have problems with um, talking about themselves and selling themselves yeah. or selling their product. Yeah. You know, because even with me in the podcast, you know, or for brand deals and stuff like that. It's like, it's still, I have to sell the podcast to them, yes. right? I have yes. to sell myself to them. And so being able to have a, a positive mind and understanding what I bring to the table is important, but also confidence is yes. important. Yes. Confidence. That's important and don't too. be afraid to brag a little bit, folks. Like even, yeah. not even it's like brag. People miss that. Yeah. And, but not, don't <laughs> yes. be annoying, but, <laughs> but brag, you know, like tell people know what you yeah. can do and, and just show your expertise. Just, just yeah. show the genius. That's, that's really all it is to sales. I don't sell people because the truth is at the time I'm, I turn clients down and I go, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but have some pride and go into it knowing your value. You know, it, yeah. it, you know, they, we always say like in the dating world, like, you know, confidence is sexy. Well, it's the same thing mm-hmm. if you're interviewing or if you're trying to get a client, confidence is sexy. Yeah. Confidence is sexy. I can't wait to get into whole, you know, hiring process and talk about the HR. Um, but I want to talk about neurodiversity. It's a word that I'm not familiar with. I've seen it before, but I'm not familiar with it. So please explain to me and all of my listeners and those who are watching what that means. Sure. So actually, the term has really evolved in the last couple of decades, and mm. right now there's a big neurodiversity movement. And what it's encompassing mm. is neurodiversity is now used to describe any medically visible and/or diagnosed diagnosable difference in how a person processes um, information and or stimuli. So think Mm. uh, ADHD, dyslexia, autism, uh, epilepsy, actually bipolar 
uh, so on and so forth, obsessive compulsive disorder, Tourette's, all these, it's about almost 30% of the population. So it's actually a Mm -hmm. huge section um, of of the population, but that's what it refers to. It's just a different way that you process. And the movement Mm. is very much about that different is not a deficit because what scientists and medical professionals and just people out in the world have started to realize is that Yes, there are some challenges, there's some differences with some of these situations, mostly yeah. actually pushed on by society. Um, but there's also exactly. benefits, right? So like, you know, you get a lot of creativity in this in this area, um, innovation, mm-hmm. people that can create processes like no other, um, you know, mm-hmm. all these kind of kind of superpowers that are that are built yeah. up. And so I'm like, you know, it's just you're just different. You know, you just have a different way of thinking and processing, and it's just about you know, letting people work in ways that are natural and comfortable for them and not telling them that they can't just because you don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you, you defined that for us because my son is autistic and uh, he, um and he, you're right. He has his own superpower. He's super creative, very smart, mm-hmm. very much so a child that pays attention to detail, you know, and we tell him all the time that you're not different. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just like us. You just have a greater, you know, you just, you just do things greater than we do. Different. Like you're very, yeah. I mean, like he can name every dinosaur that has ever walked this earth he's he's 11 and it is like his jam like dinosaurs is his thing and he can name every last one of them and he's a great reader like oh my god there's so many amazing things about him and i'm so glad that you said that because you're right you're not you're just different but you can still do the same things we do there's nothing wrong with you you're just different my and Mm -mm. i tell people i love autism so much i married it Um, (laughs) very literally (laughs) (laughs) One of those things, you know, it, it's a lot of people have a, a, a misconception of what that is. And the same thing with yeah. a lot of the other diagnoses and neurodiversity. So uh, one of them, for instance, is what's known as dissociative identity disorder, formerly known mm-hmm. as multiple personalities. And mm-hmm. so I always tell people, you know, uh, just, just to put your mind at ease, no one in the DID community will spontaneously grow muscles, start climbing walls and eating people like in the movie. Like that's not real life. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Been there. saw that one. Yeah, you're right. But that's how they try to publicize it as if it's something like Like that, you know, you're dangerous. Yeah. Um, With autism, it's almost like they, they want to, show that you're stupid or something like no yeah the opposite actually in most cases um, like you can't function on your own yeah. you know what I mean that's what they look at and it was no. like no no Mm-mm. it's fine um you know and and so it's in the same thing with dyslexia like oh you can't read no they can read mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not illiteracy it's two very <laughs> two different things exactly and, and it's just you know trying to to create a, a better sense of understanding of what's going on and so I mentioned earlier that the social disability is actually worse than anything else. So there's three different types of disability. There's legal. Mm-hmm. So like here mm-hmm. in the U.S., we have American Disabilities Act. So that's kind of the legal definition. Yeah. We have medical. So where the medical community considers you disabled. And then we have social. Social is yeah. what your son probably experiences the most would be my mm-hmm. guess. Um, yeah. Same same here. Same with a lot of other folks that I know. The social disability is the worst. And what's so irritating is that that's the easiest to fix if people will just listen. Yeah, <laughs> like we exactly. Can, we can completely eliminate this, or or damn it, completely eliminate the social disability of people just listen. So um, yes, it's interesting. Like it's just it's a lot, and and for those folks in the job market right now, yeah, it's awful. It's absolutely it is. 
you know, let, let's talk about the job market because as we have mentioned before we started, I have so many friends who are looking for jobs, um, who have been searching and who are feel so defeated because they're like, I put out, I literally had a friend who tracked her resume applications and she said, I put out 500 applications last week. She said, I literally applied to that many jobs. She said, and I didn't get not one single inquiry back. And so it's that defeated thing. And it makes me feel like, and you tell me, it's like, put out a resume. It's like, I don't know, casting a line in the ocean. You know what I mean? Like hoping somebody bites, right? It's not, it's nothing is guaranteed. The job market is so different. How people respond is so different. And I can share with how I got my, my new position I have. They actually, I got mine off LinkedIn. I didn't even apply for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I know there's a lot of value in having a LinkedIn profile, but you tell me what you think is going on today. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to cough real quick. Uh, <laughs> no, so you're absolutely right. So uh, first of all, resumes suck. Let's just put that oh. up. They don't work. They create so much bias. They're ineffective. Harvard's done studies on it. Other schools have as well. It's, it's just, they're just idiotic. We need to move away. From mm-hmm. um, and I do have a solution for that, but that's a whole other show. Uh, so um, <laughs> We'll be back with that. We'll one. Be back later. Um <laughs> Um, so really the, the first thing that I like to let people know, because there's a lot of questions around this, there's not so much a right way to do your resume. There are a bunch of wrong things, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but there's not really yeah. a right way. So don't, <laughs> don't overstress, do the best that you can to encourage and to, um, mm-hmm. and to kind of help people, uh, understand best what you do, like list your accomplishments first, stuff like that. But really and truly, that's that's not what's going to land you your job. So, um, and right now, mm-hmm. just you know, I I've, I shared this with you before the show. I get out there and I apply to jobs all the time. I have other friends who do this too, who are not actually looking. We just want to know what what it's like out there. We just want to kind of see what the applications yeah. are like. All this, we don't get responses either. And we're like, I get requests yeah. all the time, like for for like speeches, presentations. I get randomly recruited, but I can't get a response to an application. So like, yes, what is that? Yeah. My other friends who are at the top of their game. So do not think it is you. It is not. I want to get that message out there loud and clear. So, um, a big part of the problem right now is that people don't know how to hire. And I shouldn't say Mm -hmm. right now, like this is new, but that's really what we're kind of seeing come to the peak is that people don't know how. Um, yeah. And hiring teams are not prepared. They don't know how to interview. They don't actually understand how to properly look at, at resumes and all of this. And so we're seeing a lot of failure in a system that has not been updated since the 90s. Okay. Mm. That's how old this mess has been. Like, the 90s. The 90s. I mean, we have AI now, people. <laughs> yeah. This is, and, and people are like, oh, no, it's updated. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Yeah. I, I've, I've spoken, I've done all the research on this and I can provide it to anybody who wants it. Feel free to reach out, but no, it really hasn't updated in any significant way. So what we're seeing is a lot of companies that still do this, create the candidate profile thing, which is mm-hmm. my candidate is exactly mm-hmm. like this, or we don't want them. And they'll tell you that they're open to something different, but they've already created that bias in their brain. And so if it's not exactly that, they're not looking. And that's completely counterproductive. Um, And we're seeing a lot of companies that don't understand that they need to move in the interview process. Like it's it's not Mm -hmm. acceptable to take weeks 
on a staff level position. It's not acceptable oh to, take, to take over two weeks in a management level position. Okay. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, and it's just a lot of in consideration. Now I, I have a whole diatribe about things that candidates can do better too, than, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> and I, but I will say uh, we're seeing the flaw in our hiring process right now. We're seeing why yeah. innovation is needed and mm-hmm. why we, we need to move the dial forward on the candidate side. One thing I tell everybody is stop mass applying. And I know that feels mm. I want to give grace to that. You're, you're not wrong. You're not dumb to have done this. I, I get it, but it actually does not work. Instead, yeah. start with a, finding your missions. So my missions are integrity, inclusion, innovation. Every single thing that I do, those three things are at the forefront. And if mm-hmm. one element of that is missing, eh, no yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I portray that to everybody. So I so find your missions, and it's between two and four. Doesn't have to be three. Between two and four, and mm-hmm. everything that you reach out to, make sure that it's going to fulfill those missions, and showcase how you align with those missions. Take the time to apply creatively and more personally, and you yeah. will get further. Now, you can still apply on LinkedIn. That works. Still use Indeed. Mm-hmm. That works. But better align yourself to the actual types of jobs that you want and focus your resume more on what you can do, not what you have done, which seems counterintuitive, but it's Mm -hmm. focus more on what you can do, not what you have done. And then, you know, good luck dealing with all the prejudice and bias too. Oh God. (laughs) Let's not even talk about that because just your name alone, people will ask you out just for your name on the resume. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100% name email, school you went to, location, uh, employment gaps. Mm. God, yeah, it's it's obscene. I've literally, this is not a joke. I have seen dozens upon dozens of candidates rejected based on the uh, the font that they used, even though it was a perfect, like Times New Roman, Arial, something like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what the person preferred. Mm. God, do you, do you think that it's best that you try to maybe, because I'd say, you know, now the new currency is people, right? Knowing people, relationships are the new currency. And is it better to say, hey, find a company that aligns with your three goals that you want, right? Your three um, whys, I guess. And try to try to contact someone in that company, maybe, you know, through LinkedIn, try to connect with someone to see. Because I feel like if you know someone, it seemed like in the company, it seemed like you'll get hired quicker. That versus is just blind applying. No, that is true. And and blind applying, again, still works. It is something you ought to yeah. do. But you are better suited to get somebody that is in the company. So one piece of advice I give a lot is go to local networking events, go mm-hmm. to industry conventions and, mm-hmm. and get in good because a lot of time, actually, the hiring team is there, or at least yeah. one of them, and get in good there. Um, and that's a great, and a lot of these times you can get a dirt cheap or free to these types yeah. of things, go to like small business expos, uh, that type of thing, especially if you're looking to make a career pivot. Um, small businesses are a lot more likely to be open to that than, than large companies. So, um, so definitely trying to get in and get a networking, again, the people, <laughs> you find your people, find yes. your people support you, and get a recruiter that works specifically in your line of work that has clients with open roles. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Plus, even if they don't have an open role, sometimes they can just tell you, hey, yes. this company's hiring, this, that, or the other. So find a really good uh, headhunter type recruiter, not corporate, headhunter type recruiter to really get your information out mm-hmm. there. 
I was just going to ask if it would be wise to maybe get a headhunter or get with a recruiting agency because be. they already have the in on certain things. Yeah. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Um, I think they, that works. It, it can work really good. Also a job coach, a career coach. Uh, I know some great mm-hmm. ones out there. Um, a couple that I would recommend would be uh, Andy Cook, A-N-D-I mm-hmm. Cook. Uh, she's in the Dallas mm-hmm. area on on LinkedIn. And then Hollis Roberts is another great one that I, I highly recommend both on LinkedIn. Um, and they can, they land people left and right. <laughs> so they can, they can really help. And part of it is they use their network. So you also have the benefit of their network as well. And then they read yeah. LinkedIn and your resume and all that kind of stuff. So those kind that of is, that is absolutely be helpful. Yeah, that is really good. So what kind of, how can someone overcome bias on their resume? I mean, it's not like you could tell them, change your name, right? If your name is Shaquita, you know what I mean? Like they're going to know. I'm just saying like, if you have a certain kind of name, they're going to know who you are. You sound very, the name sounds African-American, right? And so how do you, how do you get around that? You know, that bias? Well, the first question I always ask people is, do you want to, do you want to go work for a company who's going to be that way towards you? Yeah, you're right. That's question number one. I mean, now, Hold on. I do want to give grace again. I understand sometimes we just got to put food on the table and that's just all there. Yeah. So I want yeah. to give grace to that. But number one, do you want to work for those kind of people? Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, forget them, Mm-mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Just, you really don't. Um, but the truth is sometimes you're, and sometimes it's not just, you know, race or gender, sometimes it's age. Mm-hmm. Um, age is yeah. awful right now. Oh yeah. Um, yes. So what I, what I try to do is what you have to, what you're really battling is somebody's biases and their preconceived notions, their fears, right? You're battling their mm-hmm. fears. And so mm-hmm. what I tell people is instead of changing your name or, um, you know, lying about or leaving off dates and things like that, what I, what I highly recommend is instead combating those fears very actively. So yeah. showcase, you know, so whatever the perception is, so with ageism, for instance, people assume you can't learn. So showcase some, some recent learning that you've done, some recent mm-hmm. education. When you, yes. um, they're also going to assume that you're going to want to retire at any moment. So when you're like mission line or oh, like, yeah. part of your resume, so right? looking forward to the next five, 10, you know, next you know, decade at another company, you know, really emphasize. That's a good tip. Yeah. Really emphasize mm-hmm. this thing. Get, you know, get past the fear. Um, as women, they're, they're perpetually afraid that all we want to do is lay around and pop out babies. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, think that's all we live to do yep. and that we can't do anything else. And so, um, so combat that, you know, really showcase your, your accomplishments, same things, same, those kinds of things, um, highlight, you know, how, you know, what your goals are and that kind of thing. Again, what you plan to do, not so much where you've been, um, and that's really how you get past that is it, yeah. from the resume. When you move to the interview, very similar type of thing. I have a whole like speech and, and all that, um, th- that I do for that. It's, it, it's so, it's actually very simple. You just have to overcome their nonsense that they have in their minds and help them to understand what's going on. Now, if it's a disability, yeah, I like to address that too, because sometimes yes, you, please do. you may need mm-hmm. to make a combination during you know, during your interview process. And that could be scary because people do discriminate. I've had yep, they people do. discriminated against me. And yeah. so, um, it sucks, you know, it's, it's scary. It's horrifying, but again, you don't want to work for a company that's going to mistreat you because if they do it during the interview, mm-hmm. it's going to be 10 times worse when you yep. come on board. So, um, what I would say is there's a few different approaches. 
So mm-hmm. number one is I like to use humor. So one of my kind of more predominant things that I have going on is that I have a facial tick. Uh, that will happen mm-hmm. as part of my seizure disorder. And it looks like I'm mm-hmm. winking at you, right? So I tell mm-hmm. people, I'm not trying to pick you up for a date. This is just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, this is just a little bit of activity. We just kind of laugh about it. We giggle. It's, yeah. Oh, I'm okay. And as soon as they know I'm okay, they calm down because it's scary to yeah. wait, what, what's happening? You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I just make a little joke and then we, we go on. Um, my mother has rheumatoid arthritis. Um, so she uses a walker mm-hmm. and her hands are kind of crinkled up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she'll come in and, you know, she'll look so pitiful. And then she sits down and opens her mouth and just all this power and strength comes out. And, mm-hmm. and so that's another approach is just to immediately let them know I am here and I am strong. Yes, I got it. Exactly. And it's exactly fact, again, confidence is sexy, right? So, so yep. humor, confidence, um, and just let them know exactly what you need. And you also don't have to say why a lot of people miss that, whatever your accommodation is. And this is another one to get around racial discrimination too, by the way, mm-hmm. is to ask for camera off zoom interviews. And just, yes. I, I need an accommodation, please. I would like to do camera off. I it will help me focus. And you just say, Something like it'll help me focus or it will, you know, help me to be more prepared or something like that. And then just go on with it. You don't have to tell them your diagnosis. You don't have to tell them anything like that. And so that's another tip that I use um, for that is is to help people be a little bit more comfortable. I don't think, you know, that was such a good tip, uh, you know, ask them to request camera off because I don't think people know that they can actually say that. Yeah. You think that, oh, this is the interview. I just got to do camera on is what they want, you know? So that's a good tip to help you be more comfortable and to get through the interview because I want, you know, the interview process for so many people, I always tell people I'm a really good interviewer. I I interview really well. I believe I do at least. And because I walk in, because I walk in very confident, you know what I mean? I walk into an interview saying, and now, especially if I have another job already, I walk in saying, Hey, what what you can do for me versus what I can give you. What yeah. can you give me also? And I tell people all the time, you need to ask some questions too, because you got to understand that you're valuable as well, not yeah. just them. So you need to see what they offer and what they can offer you in terms of what you want. Because yeah. so many people, I wish you can give some tips. If you can give tips oh, on yeah. how to do, how to interview, because so many people are so uncomfortable yeah. in interviews. They get so scared and they fumble. They fumble through and I'm just like, what happened? You're so, you do this job every day. It's okay. I, you know, and I tell people, because interviewing is weird. And, and especially yeah. someone that doesn't know how to do it either. Like, I God. have to go through it. Like, I, I, yeah. I got you. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm your support team during an interview. But a lot of people, is not. How- when you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They're like grilling you or they're awkward themselves, which is fine too. You'll give grace to them. Yeah. They're awkward too. And it's like, oh Lord, you know. Um, so <laughs> I do always tell people like, it's my job to be good at interviewing. It's, it's the hiring teams, not the candidates. They don't need to be good at interviewing. That's, that's, that that's, that's, how, it that's how it ought to be. But in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some tips so first of all get yourself pumped before you go in listen to Mm -hmm. those songs that get you pumped up call that person that's your cheerleader and have them rah-rah you for about three to four minutes and then go in. Um, you know do those kinds of things eat the right foods people it does make a difference if you're sitting there with tummy Mm -hmm. problems and you're and you're or low energy and you're trying to interview it's not going to do right um Mm -hmm. feed your brain well um and then when you go in how, or, or you're on screen or, or whatever it is, like she said, focus on what's important to you too. You matter. This is, again, this is just like a date, right? It's not just, yeah. them. it's just not yeah. the one you, you want them. I don't exactly. Want them. I, and, exactly. And, and whenever I'm interviewing the, I, the, I start by telling them everything I think they want to know, letting them ask questions. And then I ask this question, but I'm going to teach you how to pivot this to be the candidate Mm -hmm. leading this conversation. So the very first thing out of my mouth after I go through all the things I think they want to know is what matters most to you in your next role? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing out of my mouth. So when you're a candidate, to flip that, you say to them, these are the things that matter to me in my next role. How do you align with this? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. And make them get specific. They'll try to be real general. Mm -mm. No, be specific. For instance, does inclusion matter to you? Oh yeah, we're all about inclusion. Okay, what specifically are you doing? And then test mm-hmm. that. Say if let's say include, and again, I'm just using inclusion because it's one of mine. Yeah. So let's say you they say inclusion matters. Okay, great. So what are you doing for neurodiverse inclusion? And if I were to say to you that I found this part of your hiring process uninclusive, what do you mm. think about that? Mm-hmm. Test that. Do yes. they respond with curiosity? And with interest, do they want to change or do they go, well, we're doing this and blah, blah. Okay. Now <laughs> you just told me you're not really inclusive, you know? Um, and, and for instance, you might want to say, you know, if, uh, you know, how many people of color that are women do you have in leadership? Oh yeah. That's a big one. You know? So again, and I, again, I'm just basing on inclusion, but you can do this with anything. So mm-hmm. test it, push that. Don't just let them give you the answer that they know you want to hear. Don't make it easy on them. Now, if HR does not know, that can be normal for certain, not inclusion. Yeah. I don't know that. But, <laughs> but on like, <laughs> like job specific stuff, you may they may tell you that's a great question. Please ask that in the next stage. That's okay. HR will not know everything. But when you get to the hiring mm-hmm. manager, they better know. Oh, they yeah. They better be able to answer those questions. And so really put the focus back on you. And, and that's a great way to really start. And if you want at the beginning of the intro, you know, you could do your introductions and say, before we get started, I would like to, to ask a question, please. And then, and then go into that because it really changes the whole energy of the interview. And if you take that control, 
Number one, oh, yeah. you're showing that confidence. And number oh, yeah. two, <laughs> number two, you're letting them know what's up. And number three, <laughs> it's, it really does change the whole energy. Now the energy has shifted to this is a conversation. I matter too. And you'll be surprised, even the people that didn't go into it with this mindset, all of a sudden they're thinking differently about Yes. You. Yes. I, I, I like that. You're right. Make it more of a conversation now versus sometimes you feel like it's an interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> that way it's horrible. Like they why? do. Why are you abusing and you know what else bothers me about this interviewing process, this new way of interviewing is that when I was, when I, I had a few companies reach out to me, big brands too. I think the thing that bothered me the most is that I had one brand reached out to me. I'm not, I'm not going to say who they are because I'm like, I don't want them bothering me. And they had me do, I swear to you, I must have interviewed maybe 12 people. One person, one time, a panel of people, four, three, four people at another time, another one person, another two, another three. And then when it came down to the end, they said, yeah, we just want you to interview with two more people. And I was just, just like, you know what? I, I don't even want this job. No, I declined. I did. I just told them, I said, thank you for the interest, but I'm, I, I, I'm going to have to decline this, this interview because I just felt like it was too much. It's how ridiculous. much more can I say? How much more can I sell myself? How much more can I answer? Mm-hmm. I've answered every question. I talked to everybody. I feel like, am I talking to everybody in the company? Yeah. And so the last interview was going to be the, um, not the CEO, but the, what is it? The president or whoever of mm-hmm. HR. And I'm like, why do I need to talk to the person who's the head of HR? I just talked to a few HR interviewing for HR. (laughs) No, I wasn't. But I was like, why do I need to talk to the head of HR? (laughs) When I I already talked to like three HR people already and now I got to talk to the head of HR. Oh Lord. I was extra. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know, but I just feel like today, a lot of companies interview with multiple interviews before they make a decision panel interviews which really Ugh. scares the, the hell out of people you Ugh. know what I mean when you yeah. have to go through like you have to sit in front of a, a virtual screen or whatever with three four people and you're like yeah. I, I oh my god it was so heavily they're, they're so uninclusive they're so stress uh, <sighs> they cause so much stress and actually they're very ineffective uh, because it, it, oh my god a lot of talking over and just bleh, it's just not very good um and the multi-interview uh, that's also a good, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really good indicator of a horribly unorganized and inconsiderate company, both. Oh my God. Um, because interviewing, let me tell you, um, it, 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 you don't need that many people involved. Mm-mm. It also means that they don't trust your employees. That's another thing that it means. It means they do not trust each other. They do not trust mm-hmm. the team members to make the decision. That's checks and balances is what you're seeing. And yeah. so you, you don't want to work for that company unless you like micromanaging. Maybe you do. No. Each oh my God. But I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but, but. You know um, what? You're right. That, that is, that does feel like micromanaging. It is. Exactly <laughs> Think about it. it. The, the company has said, we don't trust anybody. We need all these checks and balances. Oh God. We trust the candidates to have been honest with us. So we kind of, you know, this is, it also means they're not training their people. It means mm-hmm. it, it's, it's such a, it's such a negative indicator when you see those types of, of processes and you see them both in big businesses who have way. Yes. And you yep. see them in about not usually like the small, small companies, but no, this is a big like brand, the small mids, the small mm-hmm. mids will also kind of get that way. And it's like, no, you need to calm down. It's not, yeah, no, it's not that, that serious. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that 
companies miss the mark. And again, with the training, train your people. Like mm. there, there are ways out there to learn how to interview properly. There's ways out there to learn how to be more inclusive. I mean, a million ways. So why, why companies do not put this, this level of effort in? I do not know. It baffles me. It really, it, ba- it, it, it baffled me. Cause I was just like, oh, I'm tired. I can't even do like, I can't any deal more of this. I, yeah. I can't, there's nothing more I can say. If you guys, I feel like if you don't know, I'm the one, there's nothing more I can tell you. Yeah. I'm just not it for you. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. you're definitely not it for me because not the one. This is too much. Because you're right, the one that I actually took, they interviewed me one day. I interviewed one person. They like me. I interviewed with uh, the head of the person over him. They hired me the same day, and that was it. <laughs> the quick interview process. I'm telling you. Two people done. Because I'm like, when you know what you want, you know. I don't have yep. to go through 12 people to get to a position. Yep. And it was just. It was ridiculous. But also tell me what you think about, because some companies now, they do those multiple um, interviews, but they're based them more on, are you a fit for our environment versus your oh. skill set? I see a lot of people hiring, not based off skill set, but are you, do you fit this environment? And a lot of that happens in tech, because I'm in tech. And so oh. a lot of that happens in the oh, tech yeah. field. It's very true. And, and actually, it's, it's everywhere. Just, you know, that, that's, yeah. a, that, that's it's big in tech, <laughs> too, but no, it's everywhere. So yeah. here is my my thought on that so number one to hire somebody based off of culture fit yes idiotic now what you need to (laughs) what you need to do is make sure that the person aligns with the mission and goals that makes Mm -hmm. sense right does this person align with the mission and goals cool does this person have the skill set to do the job or close enough to that we can train them the rest of the way cool Mm -hmm. None of this do they get along with the team. First of all, you do not go to work to make friends. Mm-hmm. You are there to do a job. That's what I say. That's what Period. I say. <laughs> End of story. It is also mm-hmm. incredibly uninclusive because you have folks, for instance, like my husband, mm-hmm. who does not like small talk, does not give a crud about any of that mess, mm-hmm. there to mm-hmm. do his job, and that is it. Yep. He rocks at it. He's a top performer. He's the top performer, actually. Um, but just doesn't want to do all that mess. So, and and it they don't need to get along. They don't need to want to participate in small chat. That's ridiculous. So yep. instead of looking for culture fits, even culture ads, which I, I get more behind that line of thinking, that's kind of more of the, we want somebody new and we were specifically seeking diversity. Mm-hmm. I can get more behind that. But yeah. ultimately it's, do they align with the mission and the goals of the team? And can they do the job? You're done. People overcomplicate hiring. It's like they're they, trying oh to marry somebody up in there. I'm like, no, calm down. I mean, what am I interviewing for? Am I trying to be the president of the United States? I don't even think it takes that much to be no, the president. Obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously it doesn't. Like he didn't go through no interview process like that. Oh, God. It, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I'm like, just and then I've had I've seen companies too that want to check like five or six references. Oh, my all oh, time my all time favorite. They want you to do a project. No. Oh, they yes. Better pay you. They better pay you to do that project. Yeah. But they want you to come in. Cool. If they, if they mm-hmm. pay you for it, cool. I have no problem with that as part of the interview process then for certain yep. types of roles. Um, like in IT, you know, there could be reason yeah. for that. Um, writing, like for writers. like stuff Yeah. Like yeah. They want to see samples. Yeah. But they better pay you for that. <laughs> they better. I've, that is, there, yes. there's no free labor over here. 
<laughs> I, I literally, this is not a joke. I had a company go, we'd be super interested in doing business with you, but we need you to design a whole recruiting program. Give us all the resources you would use. I said, so you want me to do the job for free? Free. Yes. And then you want to see if maybe later you want to pay me. And they go, oh no, that's not it. I said, no, that is it. That is 100% mm-hmm. what this is. There is mm-hmm. no other option here. That is exactly what's happening. And then you take my ideal and just run with it because yep. now I gave it to you. Yep. Now, oh my God. And I did, I had a company one time and this is how you check folks. This is how you know how if they're trying to be shady or not. You say, okay, I will be, I will do, I'm glad to do the project for you. You know, even if, you know, they don't pay you say, okay, I'll do it for you this one time as, as a pro bono, but I need a contract and an ND sign so that you cannot use this idea. Mm-hmm. You cannot, <laughs> you can't, that's right. My idea that I own this project. It is mine. Yep. <laughs> and then see if they're willing to sign that <laughs> because if they are, okay, cool. If not move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have had a lot of friends. I had, I've never had to do that type of position, but I have had a lot of friends who had to, Oh, I got to do this presentation. They want me to come in with this presentation. I'm mm-hmm. like a presentation. Yeah, I mean, God, yeah. you're right. Companies make the hiring process so difficult today. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm like, it, it really so is. I, I, it's discouraging. Built, it is. And I've built entire recruiting programs. In fact, there was one time I, I built a recruiting program. We had 26 people in the department. Mm-hmm. Out of that, three people had recruiting experience. Three. That is 23 of them did not. Did not. Train them from ground up. And guess what? We were massively successful. Almost <laughs> all of them continued in recruiting for the rest of their mm-hmm. careers. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> it's about the right human having the right instincts. And I taught all of them. I'm like, don't you make these people jump through hoops. Don't you do that. <laughs> they do. They make you jump through hoops. They they wait forever to get back to you about a position to tell you either yay or nay. And I think a lot of people, I think one of my friends say she, the thing that bothers her the most is that, you know, if she's doing an interview and then she don't hear back, she's like, the least they can tell me is that I didn't get it. Yeah. She said, I have to reach out to them to find out I wasn't chosen. And let's say you don't know, tell them you don't know yet because y'all, usually it's not HR. HR is not the slow pokes. Let me tell you, it's leadership. That's who's doing Mm -hmm. it. And and a lot of the Mm -hmm. weird stuff you see in interview actually is not HR. Even the stuff that HR is having to do, it's from leadership, just so y'all know. But um, it's still on them to let you know what's up and, and and to communicate. And by the way, so for all of my complaints for HR technology, the one thing that it's very capable of doing is sending quick emails, sending quick information, even with basic templates, just to let you know, hey, we're still waiting, but we will circle back to you. Mm-hmm. They don't have to sit there and type all that mess out. They can have a template, oh, send it to you, and then circle back. There is literally no excuse. That is laziness and inconsiderate. I'm being inconsiderate. Oh, yeah. And, and I can't stand that. That It drives me up the wall. Now, occasionally you'll mess up. Like, <laughs> once in a blue moon, I <sighs> think I've messaged somebody and it didn't happen. So mm-hmm. I give grace, but the people that never do it, shame. It's like, it's crazy. It is. And then you're just like, oh, I interviewed and never heard back. That's right. normally how it goes. That's so and it's crazy just, to me. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you, insane. And it, and it really, it really messes with people's psyche. Like it really messes yeah. with people. It really do. Yeah. It really do. Because they're just like nothing, it's no rude. word, nothing. It's rude. <laughs> and it's rude. It's- <laughs> Yeah, the HR practice need to be uh, it needs an overhaul. Yeah, um, you know I have a lot of I know a lot of people that want to transition 
their careers, right? They're doing one thing. And it's like, hey, I really want to do something different. I want to go in the tech field or do something. Yeah, they want to pivot. How do you tell that person who's at a certain age, right? Because they've been in their position for a while. How do you tell them the best way for them to pivot into a new career? Because I have friends who want to come into the industry I'm in, in the tech industry. You know, I tell them I'm in a non-technical role now. I'm not a developer. You know, I run teams and stuff like that. But, you know, so I'm like, you have to look at your skill set and see what's transferable. So what advice do you give someone that want to pivot into whatever industry? But how do they make that pivot? First of all, talk to people who are already in the roles. Mm-hmm. In the com- and, and, and the companies you want to be in are as close to as you can get. Talk yeah. to those people, have those conversations because they will give you insights that you desperately need. Also, sometimes what you think a role is, is not actually what it is. <laughs> I've, I've scared a lot of people away from recruiting in HR over the years um, and, and also welcomed a lot of people into it. So, it, it, you know, it, having that insight is very important. So that's step number yeah. one. Step number two, you need to, again, pivot everything, your LinkedIn, your uh, your messaging and your resume all to be about what you want to do, not what you have done. So you need mm-hmm. to highlight the aspects of what you did that were all about what you um, what you want to do. You can also change your job title. Y'all job titles don't matter anyway. That's not lying. Just, just make sure you're still accurately describing what you did. But if your job title is really mm-hmm. confusing or if it really is not going to sell you for this new role, Find something else that still accurately describes what you did and just change it to that because it really does make a difference. People, for Mm -hmm. some reason that is beyond me, get real stuck on job titles. Job titles are essentially meaningless. So do not feel bad doing this. Just make sure again that it's accurate, but but pivot it Um, and make sure that you're communicating what you want to do, not what what you have been doing. Then the next thing is get yourself some formal education in whatever it is. Or experience, even if it's volunteer mm-hmm. experience, one or the other, volunteer something, do something that shows that you have actual experience in what you're doing. That's a great yes. way to pivot. And then um, go after small companies. They're the best for for letting people pivot. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, get out there in companies with like 300 or less. That's who I mean. 300 people or less. Reach out to them. Let them know. Network with them. Go out there, go to like small business expos, go to industry functions or uh, or position functions, you know, where you can meet other people, get to yeah. know them and market yourself with those smaller companies. That is by far your best chance. These big companies mm-hmm. want people that are already, already up and going for the most part. They don't have the best training programs often, not always, but often. So go, go with a smaller company that really makes a difference. That sounds good. I, I like that because I know a lot of people that want to make that pivot and are afraid mm-hmm. to. What advice do you give people? Because this is one thing I know for sure that people are afraid to talk about doing interviews is salary. Like I have a friend who actually took a job and didn't know what her salary was. And I was like, well, how did you take a job and you don't know how much you're making? And she was like, oh, well, you know, I just thought that, you know, they're just letting me. I say, like, well, I would have never took a job if I don't know how much they're paying. Like, what if you're yeah. like not really happy with what they're giving you but i know that the the issue of money or negotiating a salary during the hiring process is so uncomfortable for people so what advice do you have for people to talk about salary yeah so again i never had that fear i was like mm-hmm. tell me, me about, that's the whole reason i'm here is my money i don't care so people companies say this nonsense about well we want somebody who's here for more than just the money 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Except that then they would just be volunteering. No, exactly. they're working because they want, they want and or need money. So mm-hmm. money is the thing. It's not a thing. It is the thing. And yes, yep. mission alignment is wonderful. Happiness, PTO benefits, all that. But we need that money. That's how we pay our bills and keep food on our tables. Mm-hmm. So yep. never hesitate to not only bring it up, but to stand firm. Um, I, I have a personal policy. I won't go past call one without discussing mm-hmm. it, without discussing mm-hmm. money. I at least want to range. And there's this fear that, uh, you know, the first person who throws out a number is going to lose the negotiation. That's hooey. The person who wins the negotiation is the one who's willing to walk away. So the yeah. second that they say, you know, oh, we're not sure about that number um, or, oh, no, that doesn't work for us. Just say, okay, well, thank you so very much for your time. Bye. And you know what? I've had people circle back to me and to other people I've told that to and go, you know what? We decided we can up our budget for you. Exactly. So don't. So don't think that it won't work, but be willing to walk away. And if it's mm-hmm. not, the numbers look real close. Like let's say you throw out 150 or you're thinking 150 and they say 145 is their absolute max. Go mm-hmm. on through the interview process. Sometimes by the time you get to the end of it, you're either willing to come down or they're willing to come up. That's close yes. enough that I would just still go with it. But if it's yeah, off, yeah, me too. Or, just, or, or if they refuse to give you a number, say, well, then thank you very much for your time, but I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know exactly and, and just throw the deuce and walk away because yeah they'll, they'll either circle back or not but you don't want to work for a company that plays with money either Mm-mm. no nope no no no. i don't i don't want to work for a company that doesn't talk about salary you yeah. know what i mean that don't want to bring it up that wait until the fifth interview to talk about what it is yeah. and i'm like mm, this doesn't now, meet I my salary requirements i've had some hr folks that reached out to myself or the people that i know and would do this whole, well, we're trying to see what the market's looking for. First of all, that means they're lazy and just not doing their job. Mm-hmm. They should have already known that. But second of all, the way that you handle that is you say, okay, here is my number. And I am very interested in the position. Please, you know, before the next step, I will need to know if that number is in line with yeah. what you're what you're doing. Like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll be part of your market research, but I'm not going any further and wasting any more of my time until you set that expectation and you set yep. that salary. So that's a big one. But yeah, don't be shy about your number. Mm-mm. Again, confidence is sexy and be willing to confidence walk away. That's how sexy. you win a negotiation. Be willing to walk away. To walk away. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I like that because I'm like, so many people struggle with just salary, just being afraid. I've had family members call, well, should I say what I really want? And I'm like, yes, yes. you should say <laughs> what you want, especially if it's below what you're making now. Why mm-hmm. would you take something that's below what you're making or either the same when you're trying to move up in your career and you want more? Yeah. Unless it's great opportunity somewhere, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? So there are reasons to take less, but, but it yeah. needs to be worth your time. And that's a whole other thing. It, it does. Yeah. That's yeah. A whole yeah. It, it has to be, but this, this has been a good conversation. Like I said, I have a lot of people who are in the job market right now who are, you know, have jobs, but looking to move into different positions, looking to pivot in their career. And I have some people who are just kind of like, you know, housewives and want to now get into what advice do you give a housewife who's kind of been out of work for a few years mm. and they want to get into the job field. And I, and I might, I have some friends that feel like, Oh, I want to get into what you're doing. And I'm like, um, nope. Girl, I've been in this yeah. for a while now. I haven't, I didn't just jump into this yesterday. You got to have a, you know, you got to, you got to understand technical jargon at least to be in my right. position. Yeah, You don't have to do it, but you have to understand the 
process. So first of all, be realistic. <laughs> like don't yeah, you're going to go from I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last five years, like straight into management or something like that. Even yeah, if you were yeah. in management previously, in all reality, that's probably not going to happen. If you've yeah. only been out about a year or so, you're still very transferable, maybe even two. Once you start yeah. creeping up past two years, it's going to get a lot more difficult if that's all you've ever done. No shame, ladies. I am all mm-hmm. for it. hundred percent power mm-hmm. to but please do not think that that qualifies you for most professional roles out there. It does not. Now you will have certain, mm-hmm. and that's hard for mm-hmm. moms to hear. It's so hard. Um, but it's yeah. just true. You will have some soft skills that are very valuable. Um, but you, you don't want to put being a mother on your resume. Please don't do that. That is, that is the worst it, yeah. it really sends the wrong message. So um, if you wanted more advice on that, please mm-hmm. contact me after the show. But um, so number one, be realistic. Understand you know, how long you've been out versus what skills you actually have. Again, get you some education. That will help as you're leading up to yeah. wanting to go back. Get yourself some education. Get yourself some volunteer experience. Volunteer experience goes a long way. Volunteer as an mm-hmm. assistant. Volunteer as a tech intern. Vol- you know, whatever it is. Volunteer get you some experience that will really help. The other thing is don't be afraid of entrepreneurship and don't be real clear. (laughs) Multi-level marketing is not entrepreneurship. It is not business ownership. It is being a commission only salesperson. Do not fall for that. No, I'm so glad you said that. No, 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 no to that. Um, so but but if but don't be afraid of of entrepreneurship. So yeah, I am very proud of my grandmother. She is one of the most extraordinary women that I've known in my life, and she went from being the most be like ba housewife ever in life, mm-hmm. making her kids clothes, cleaning that house, having dinner parties, all this kind of stuff. Rocked that for you know well over a decade, about a decade and a half. Then decided she was going to go have a nine to five job in downtown Dallas rocked that Mm -hmm. then decided to go be a missionary randomly and pop a new (laughs) Guinea for a couple of years, then comes back and decides to run a business. (laughs) So so hashtag be like Mimi. (laughs) Okay. I mean, really she can do it. She can do it all. She can. She's amazing. I tell you what, um, absolutely. She's, she's such a part of all my speeches and all. She's actually now about to have her own merchandise, which she's very thrilled about. That's her next venture. Oh my God. So I gotta be like Mimi. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mimi is incredible. Um, so be mm-hmm. like me and don't be scared. Just if if you have an idea, if you have a passion, if you have something you want to do, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to get out there and do it. And sometimes that means again starting with volunteer work. And I and I do recommend always starting with that. Um, it means yeah. building a good network, but just dive into it and do it. And and ladies, we are coming out in record numbers right now with entrepreneurship and we are what's blowing yes. up the workforce and innovating and all that. This is your time, ladies. Shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time <laughs> to shine. It's time to shine, ladies. But just, you know, be realistic, figure out where you're at and just, you know, find, find a path. Just ask the people who are in the know and find a path and go for it. It may take longer than you want. It may not be exactly mm-hmm. what you want when you want, but find that <laughs> path, find those missions and dive into it and hashtag be like me. <laughs> hashtag be like me. 
<laughs> oh my god this listen this was a great show this that was a good way to end the show <laughs> be like mimi we got to get that trending on twitter <laughs> we, do. We, do it. we need to just trend everywhere be like mimi <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, Catherine, this has been great. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, before we end, it's just one question I asked all my guests before we end the show is what was some of the best advice you received from another woman? And you got great oh. women in your life. So you got, must have great advice. I have so much advice, but I will tell you the one that stuck out to me the most. And it kind of goes back to that, how to overcome bias. Mm -hmm. So this is the one yes. right here. I had a beautiful woman who ran a business, who actually took over a business, look at me and say, let them think you're stupid and then take everything. She said, don't, she said, when these people treat you like you don't belong, when these people treat you like you're less than, when these people treat you like you're dumber than them, or you don't know this or that, let them think it and then take everything and oh. then look back and go, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and gotcha. That has served me so well over the years. I have gone into situations where people just really thought they had the upper hand. They just made mm -hmm. assumptions and they yeah. were real quick. That just wasn't how it was. And often to their own detriment, to their own fault. I didn't do anything to them. They did it. And yeah. And just, and because of that, I've never felt less than I've never felt like I didn't belong. I mm -hmm. the problem was them, not me. Yep. So know exactly. that and let them think you're stupid take over and just win that negotiation, <laughs> get that better position, rock yourself and just ride the roller coaster of life. <laughs> oh man, that was good advice. You're right. Let them think you're stupid and take everything. Take everything. Don't try to change their mind. Mm -hmm. You know, just be authentically you. Yep. Don't try to change nobody's mind about who you no. are. Just, just let them think you get it. Hurt you exactly. Right it don't matter. <laughs> Oh, God, that was great advice. Thanks, Catherine. I really appreciate you being on the show. This was a really awesome interview. I had a really good time interviewing you. you. We definitely got to have you back because there's so much more we could talk about oh, with yeah. um, just hiring HR in the job markets for sure. This was fun. So <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. All right, guys. I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast, and I will see you next time. <laughs> Oh God, thank you so much. This <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.